welcome to another episode of Ordinary Old Catholic Me. I want to welcome you back to another episode, indeed, of Ordinary Old Catholic Me, which is about McIntyre House, which is a small, about 16 beds, but less right now because of COVID. We're trying to maintain the protocols with public health, with whom the house works very closely. So I want to talk a little bit more about the modules that Brian was talking about and who orchestrates them and what happens basically in them is just sort of his generalized way. Well, as we talked about last time, it's, it's, it's an educational approach to recovery. And so drawing on recovery literature and, and, and the, the different um, uh, treatment protocols, Every month, a, a resident is, pre- is presented with a packet that they have to complete. Now, sometimes it doesn't happen exactly in a month, so that, that delays things. And, but they, they're, they're, they're reading and they're, they're writing, and they are, um, they're asking them, themselves, they're being asked a lot of, uh, of questions about themselves and, and, and the, the various things that go into why they do what they do. Now, they're in an environment where... You know, everyone else shares this uh, experience with them. So, so it's also a process of not being alone and feeling like they're the only one and, and the burden of that shame that they, they usually feel with that. And, but there's an identification with other people. And so that, that goes a long way to helping breaking the stigma of, you know, of this, of this uh, addiction. But in, in, in the process, you know, each each month has a different challenge, a different uh, objective. And, and, I see. And different things. So. And these modules, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I kind of did mean to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but these modules are basically run. I'm using the word modules. I'm sure you're not using those words, but I'm using it just for the sake of clarity, are run by the program director. Is that accurate? Yeah, and who's right. the program director at McIntyre House? Well, the program director is, uh, is Gary Siding, and he's a, uh, a certified addiction specialist. And uh, so he uh, he brings all his, uh, you know, certainly his training, but his experience in life and working in this field for you know, many years now. He brings that to bear, and, and it's, um, it's, a very, it's a very intimate encounter with another human being, even... Even if you're in a group, you know there's there's three managers who are on duty uh, around the clock, and they typically not always, but they typically you know arise out of uh, graduates of the program who want to either get into this field. Uh, so I always call it the advanced program uh, <laughs> when we hire them, but they know the house and how it runs, and and you know it, it's a process. You know the, the program talks about it, it's sharing their experience, their strength, and their hope. Uh, with another addict who's who's in despair, you know, or great distress. So you know that that one to one reaching out and 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 listening and being heard by someone that is 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 an empathic about what's going on and has you know, a similar experience goes a long way to helping someone. My memory from the time I studied psychology and uh, part of the classes, of course, involved some training. I use the word loosely in my case. Uh, in the area of addiction recovery was that part of the process is taking you away from the environment which creates the trigger for the habit that is 
taking you down this terrible path. So what I'm hearing is the fact that this is such a special, safe, structured environment that we were talking about all this writing and this introspection. Some people would say, well, how does that help? It helps in part by taking you out of that pattern that you got yourself into. Is that sort of accurate? Yes. It's, uh, well, there's so many facets to it in, in the course of a day. Uh, you know, anecdotal uh, comments over the years, you know, alumni being asked, what, what do you, what do you, what did you hate about McIntyre House? The writing. What do you love about McIntyre House? The writing. So it's one of those things. Um, one of the things I personally have enjoyed when people have told me about either uh, their experience or their uh, family's members' experience uh, in terms of thanking the house was that they liked it. They liked McIntyre House because it, it really felt like a home versus a facility. It's not institutional. It really is a home. And so that's also a big part of the component of, uh, of, of the day. You know, the residents maintain the home and clean it. And so I'm very... We don't have visitors now, but when we did, and you know, hopefully will again, uh, hopefully not too far in the future, uh, I was always pleased when people say, oh my gosh, it's so clean. I, uh, you know, and, and I, 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 I kind of didn't expect that. And so I'm, I'm very proud of that. They, you're giving people a, play, a safe place, a secure place, a supportive place to, to come back to life, to practice self-care, to have, you know, addiction takes away so much from people and to have three squares meals a day. Uh, and they're often the cooks of all the meals. I remember well, being there and seeing them in the kitchen and yeah. everybody's contributing to this communal atmosphere. Well, that works out very great when we have people that know how to cook, <laughs> which is, uh, fortunately, we were very lucky. Occasionally we get a streak of, of uh, people that really don't know and then we have to be a little more hands-on. Uh, but the, the residents cook and they take turns in two-week shifts and uh, people that know how to cook get to exercise that and then people who don't know get pulled up, you know, and they, they get taught something. So we're, we're trying to teach, we're, we're trying to integrate people back into life on life's terms. That's a, a program a phrase without the grandiosity or the fantasy or the projection of what it should be or the entitlement of what life should give them. But, but you know, if, if your rent is due, your rent has to be paid without excuses you know the dog ate my homework doesn't work and um, so it's it's learning to be responsible as I said uh, in the last segment that uh, you know we had to change it normally we would integrate people back into work and working again but, uh, now we're, we're doing a, approaching a, a school thing where they they're taking classes and you know hopefully it's something that they can use either to pursue more school or in a field that they're interested in you know like recently we just had a resident that uh, had a talent for cooking uh, and all that and and so when this came up we I believe the program director encouraged him to look into something to do with cooking and it turned out that this is really a real passion for him and he's you know he's taking an online class and got a set of knives and and uh, and it's 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 amazing to see someone that would never have pursued that before and who knows where it'll go but at least right now he's learning I also wanted to mention you were talking about the home-like atmosphere. There is very little institutional about McIntyre House. It it feels, even to someone who visits, and I haven't been inside. I've been on the lawn, but I haven't been inside during the pandemic. But when I have been inside, I have always thought how comfortable 
a place it seems to be, even though the structure of the work obviously is always going to be very hard, but it's just such a perfect environment for people to to be safe in, to grow in, to struggle in. I know it's not perfect because we're dealing with lots of different personalities and people from come from different places and circumstances. But overall, that was the thing that struck me when I saw the place for the first time was this, <sighs> what a secure holding. You know, they talk in psychology about the need for each of us to be held as children. And sometimes people, the holding of, of, of these folks who who are, as you said earlier, getting something that some of us feel we need and don't get, but they're getting it in a way to get back into their lives. And it's just so amazing to watch and to see. You know, from my my personal perspective and experience, it's very humbling. Uh, we, we get such a wide range of people who come to McIntyre House and we, you know, we, we get people that, you know, are at the very bottom of uh, society in a certain sense. Uh, not not in their basic dignity as a human being, but, you know, haven't been to school or haven't been educated or haven't, you know, really worked or haven't, you know, and again, it depends on where you're catching them, you know. Uh, we've had 20-year-olds that just were caught up in addiction since their teens and never really went to school after, you know, after high school or, or dropped out and, and didn't really, like, what did you do all this time? And then, on the other hand, we've had doctors and lawyers and, and accountants who are very educated that have, have you know, have also bottomed out in their life it's a great equaling uh equal equaling ground of of it's very humbling it just reminds you that it really could be anyone any one of us uh, any family member of ours if the if the right you know if the very right wrong set of circumstances happened and now you know people have read it you know a lot of uh, women have gotten addicted and turn to heroin when when prescription drugs became mm. too expensive or, or something when it mm -hmm. when it escalated so you know so i i warn you know i warn friends and family members who are having surgeries really think long and hard and talk to your doctor and, and really just say you know i want to take the bare minimum of painkillers and and then i want to move on to an over-the-counter pain you know medicine because you know these these these, uh, these chemicals are so potent and not everybody, but certain people, you know, get hooked very quickly. Let's go back to you. We talked in the last episode about how you got to a McIntyre house. What's life like for the executive director on an average day? Well, it's been a long time since my days have been average. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, the pandemic obviously has affected all of us. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit hard to sort out. Uh, I am considered an essential worker, so I, I you know I've worked consistently through the pandemic. You know, there's no uh, time off, and so uh, it, it's it's it, it can be very wearing. Um, you know, which again I am aware it's wearing for everybody. You know, the monotony of life and everything kind of. Yeah, but, but you have to keep the place operating. Yeah. Although you have a board of directors, they're not involved in your day-to-day -day life. They are right. very much present. Know about the general activities that are going on. Any big issues have to be discussed right. with the board. But in terms of you know day-to-day, -day, yeah. you're the chief cook and bottle washer of the administrative. Yes. Well, we you know we work very closely. You know, it's a small staff, and uh, so. 
Uh, and it, it's about keeping going and it's about keeping um, obviously our guys safe, but it's also the work that we do is, is very, very special. You know, when you are, in the, you know, we, we meet people, not, you know, certainly, you know, we don't focus on Catholics. Um, we don't focus on people really having any religion. We get all stripes. But you realize that you're, you know, even when you're tired, you're showing up. And that's, uh, you know, from a Catholic perspective, that's that's Christ that you're talking to. Right. Christ in every other person that we meet, yeah. which is often very hard to see. Yes, well, I know. I know you're uh, you're 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 a big fan of um, Dorothy Day mm -hmm. and her writings, and uh, you know we've talked about that. People who are challenged can be very challenging, so it calls upon you know all your. So you know, so the executive director, uh, in this case, will. Uh, when he's behind his desk, it's often praying, like <laughs> a range of prayers. Uh, sometimes send money. Uh, sometimes just a, one word. That's a help. Big, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, sometimes. Well, that's usually repeated uh, multiple times. But but I I'm often struck by how uh, there will be moments that are just you know very much like okay God is here God is God is uh, is present. Well, that is actually part of a section that leads into my next thought. It was begun, McIntyre House, by a Catholic priest and by a gentleman in prison ministry. Founder passed away in 2017, one of the founders. The other one is happily going strong. That has affected in terms of our, our fundraising ability over the years because sometimes the founders, they are the people who sort of have all the, not connections exactly, but they have the relationships that that remind people that you exist as an entity. And over the last few years, we've done fairly well, but we've had to sort of shift a little bit our fundraising style. And we've done that actually in several ways. We've had a, an annual holiday party up in the hills, courtesy of a very lovely sponsor. We've had uh, open houses. We've had uh, art auctions. Uh, we have had several things that have kept us going. We also get grants from one or two entities, uh, one from a city and one from uh, other charities. So we try very hard to keep going, but it's not easy. It is something which is a day-to-day -day struggle. And now during the pandemic, it's become even more of a challenge, an opportunity, let's say. Yes, yes, the, the, all of that's very true. It's definitely a challenge. Uh, it's always a challenge, but you know, when when there are times when I, you know, ponder, is this, is this really what uh, I should be doing or being involved with? inevitably there'll be a very quick answer and that's a, that confirms that well at least so far yes and, it, and it's uh, in some ways I, I may have said this I, I don't I don't know if I've said this to the board before but I, in some ways my my uh, evaluation of this McIntyre House really shouldn't exist and yet it does and somehow the bills get paid somehow uh, as someone that I work with that charity is expensive you know to do charity is, is expensive as you know in this in this manner so yeah so we we have tried some some very creative uh, solutions in terms of fundraising and some of them have been uh, very successful and some less so but i think we, we've uh, they've been fun um, and enjoyable to do so one of the objectives 
is um, with our fundraising committee is to really to get a very uh, dynamic and solid uh, base going forward. And some things are happening along that way. And, and if anybody out in podcast land, uh, you know, is is a terrific fundraiser, <laughs> please, <laughs> please contact Jenna. Um, and I'll send you directly to our executive director. Yes, yes. We, uh, yeah, we, 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 we definitely could use an angel like that. Two or three, actually. But, um, but no, we're, you know, with the pandemic, uh, we, we can't do the Christmas house that we've done for the last, uh, this would have been our fifth, I believe. Uh, oh boy, has by, that been fun. By a great uh, supporter of the house. So what we decided creatively, uh, I organized a meeting about uh, three weeks ago, and I just said, let's, let's just, you know, out on the lawn, socially distanced, mask wear, wearing, all that stuff. Very fortunately, uh, you know, we're in, in beautiful, sunny Southern California, so that in, the, in November, you can sit out on the lawn. Although our last meeting was a little chilly. Right, right. That's true. That's true. But uh, next next time we will move over to the sunny patch. You know, we, we were uh, shaded by a tree. Uh, but we're going to what came out of uh, with some alumni and the, the, our Christmas house sponsor and and a couple of others and from the board. Uh, we're going to do we're going to take it online and make a do a virtual uh, twelve days of McIntyre, uh, beginning on December twelfth. Going uh, through the twenty third, as I recall. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, although I do want to raise the issue about going beyond that, but oh, goody. <laughs> but but I think the official. We will take your uh, any 2020 donations up up to and, and uh, including uh, you know 1259 on uh, December 31st. <laughs> Indeed, uh, but uh, yeah, so some some great so there's a lot of stuff happening and uh, we had a meeting yesterday and we are putting together a, a very nice uh, will hopefully be you know a very nice and fun but also effective uh, fundraising challenge for. Uh, it's still in progress. We are working on the mechanisms for the donation process, for the sort of the, how would I describe it, the celebration of the house online with videos and possibly with interviews and photographs and several things of that nature so that we can sort of give a sense of what the house is about online. And the other thing is you can even find a website right now if you want to if you're in the mood to do any donating early you're certainly welcome to do that by going to our website which is mcintyrehouse.org absolutely what would you say are your goals for the house looking forward i sound like i'm giving you an interview for a job uh, for the five years going forward Thank you, Jenna. As, as, as one of my bosses, I, <laughs> I, uh, I I have to perform here. What I what I what I would very much like to see is that uh, again the house has has certainly existed, and you 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 were uh, you touched on uh, a reference to Monsieur Murphy and his presence and and what that brought. Uh, Monsieur Murphy, by virtue of his uh, priesthood and his position and and his place in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles for many years. Uh, a lot of things happened uh, because of his association. It's it's a little sad to me that um, so now some people on one hand some people have been very loyal and and then I think some other people might you know uh, have forgotten that you know because he's gone that McIntyre House his, his really his legacy uh, 
and uh, sure is. You know, continues to exist and do the work that he wanted. And he done. was very passionate about it. Yeah, he would always. I people have told me, oh, he would always tell me support McIntyre House, please. Su you know, support McIntyre House. So, um, so to keep that going, uh, we need to. Uh, I mean, certainly continue to do the work we do. You know, we all hope and pray that this pandemic will be over sometime in this next year. And uh, that that will, uh, you know, that burn will be lifted. But whether it is or isn't, you know, we will continue. And uh, you know, as long as the good, you know, the good Lord wants us to. And I and I think it's just a matter of drawing people of, of goodwill. Uh, what we what I want to really focus on in the next uh, year, a couple of years, and, and certainly hopefully by the fifth year, uh, I really want to build up our sustaining donor uh, base so that we are uh, we remain independent. Um, we uh, we are uh, funded, and uh, that we you know we are able to continue you know continue to do the, the work we do without having to turn people away for lack of funds. You know? I wanted to mention, and I forgot, and I guess I didn't trigger you to mention that we also have uh, a sober living component to uh, McIntyre House. So once the the person finishes the basic program, they can move to the sober living area. Correct. Uh, that is something, uh, yeah, uh, sober living or transitional living uh, is another term. And, and that gives the gentleman a chance to apply what they've had structured for them and then to start working. You know, again, it's a little different now, but to, to begin working and integrating back into life. Now, what I would very much like to see, and if, if there are any angels out there in podcast land that want to donate property, um, we, I would love to see us have a, um, another sober living uh, that uh, could both either be a more longer term transitional housing, you know, to help people build up their credit, mm -hmm. but that would also, the funds of which would support the house and the work we do. So as a source of income. The thing that I would say about McIntyre House overall is it's like this little engine that could. It, as you said, things sort of appear. I do think there's something providential about it. With regard to Monsignor Murphy, I remember when my father passed away and he was standing at the little niche and uh, doing the prayers, he said that the person who has passed away is now your intercessor, that somebody that you can talk to and who has the ear of God to help us in these strivings we have here on earth. So I sometimes think about that with Father uh, Murphy, that, that, that he's out there still kind of guiding us and wanting us to, prodding us to move on and asking God to help us. I, I agree with that. I, I think Harley Noel, his, his, uh, his uh, co-founder and collaborator and, and really good, you know, close, close friend, uh, it, this this McIntyre has grew out of a friendship of these two men. I personally have uh, resorted to talking to Cardinal McIntyre, who the house is named after, right. who Monsignor Murphy worked for when he was a young priest and who was a, a good friend to Harley. Uh, so this this was all relational. So, but I, I usually end up uh, referring myself to Cardinal McIntyre. <laughs> I said, well, you know, he used to work for you, so uh, get him to uh, you know help us out here. Absolutely. Well, we'll have more information uh, about the fundraising activity for this year, for this strange year that 2020 has been and will apparently continue to be. We'll have information on the website, McIntyreHouse.org. And then if you're a Facebook user, if you put in the little search space 
McIntyre House, we have a Facebook page as well. And there will be further information forthcoming in terms of what's going to be happening down the road. And you'll probably, some of us will be writing to you uh, and emailing you about the upcoming things that are going to be happening. We look forward to keep McIntyre House going for another 23, 24 years and into the future. And I want to thank you, Brian, for being here and uh, talking about the house and its importance to you and its importance to the community. Thanks very much. Thank you. And so ends another episode of Ordinary Old Catholic Me. If you are enjoying these shows, please become a follower on my Podbean website. And we'll talk again next time.